I'm Chris Turner, and this is Tapestries Empowered to Connect podcast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome again to another episode of the Tapestry Empowered to Connect podcast. Joining me once again are Ryan and Kayla North. Hi, guys. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. So we have uh, a big event coming up. Yes, we do. Yes, in a little soon. Over, well, soon, yeah. <laughs> Depending on when this airs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do the math of how many weeks in my head, and I'm thinking, yeah, it kind of depends on when we're going to air this, doesn't it? Um, yeah, the 2017 Tapestry Conference is coming up uh, in October, October 20th and 21st. It will be held at Irving Bible Church in Irving, Texas. So guys, why should people be excited about this year's conference? Two words. Kurt. And Thompson. <laughs> that yeah, is correct. he's pretty awesome. He is pretty fantastic. So yeah, um, I mean, I don't want to... There are some other people who will be speaking <laughs> who uh, I now hope will not listen to this because there's only two reasons. Um, but yeah, Kurt Thompson. So uh, in the last few years, we've uh, on Friday, so those who have come to the conference before, uh, we've had one that has been specifically for ministry leaders. And we had Bruce Kendrick, who's been a guest on this uh, on the show before. Mm. Uh, he and his wife, Denise, doing that ministry to ministry workshop. Then we will have one where professionals teach professionals. And then we have one that's for families. And the idea behind that is, um, you know, it's interesting that when we try to get the people in our concentric circles to kind of go along with the way we're parenting our children, they kind of resist that a bit. But if somebody else will tell them the exact same thing, they can be on board. So that's right. kind of the idea behind that. We're collapsing all of those into one this year. And Kurt's going to do um, his one day soul of shame workshop, which is um, based on his new book, The Soul of Shame. So I'm really, really excited about that. Um, there are details. There's an actual outline of that on tapestryconference.org. If you go to the Friday workshop session, you can read all about that. Um, but the reason that we're really, really excited about about Kurt, and I could like reason number one, <laughs> uh, but one of the reasons we're really excited about Kurt is if if I only have five seconds to explain Kurt, I explain him this way. He is basically the overtly Christian male version of Brene Brown. Because mm. he talks about shame and vulnerability. And uh, Brene Brown, I love her work. I love listening to her speak. If we could afford her speaker fee, we'd have her come <laughs> out. Um, she's an amazing, an amazing person who's done a lot for people. And certainly her book, Daring Greatly, really got Kayla and I to think a lot about how we relate to each other. Mm. Um, fantastic work. What I mean by overtly Christian is that is it is it Brene keep you know ties her conclusions back into her research and Kurt kind of ties it back into his professional career as a psychiatrist, but then also ties it back into scripture. Mm. Because part of this um understanding fully who you are has to be in the context of understanding fully who God created you to be. And so just a really, a really amazing guy. Uh, got to speak to him for about an hour last week on the phone. And a, just a really, really deep, deep thinking man. And so I think uh, we certainly think it's a privilege that he's coming to be with us. And I think that those who will get to learn from him uh, are in for something really special. I remember the first time we read his book, Anatomy of the Soul. 
we were trying to read it like after the kids went to bed and we mm. were going to read it together. And so I were sitting on the couch and I'm reading it aloud. And I think I got through like a paragraph and Ryan was like, <laughs> wait, stop. I need you to go back and read that again. Cause I'm not sure I understood anything <laughs> that you just read. And so we went back and it's not, it's, it's just really the information. It's so deep that sometimes you just have to stop and process it. Mm-hmm. Right. We were talking before the, before we started recording, we were talking about, just how, you know, sometimes you have to read a chapter and then go and process it and read something mindless, do something mindless, and then come back and pick it right. up again, that was right? exactly my experience when we were yeah. doing, doing parent training. But when we heard that he had the Soul of Shame workshop, it actually came to our area back in February. Mm. And we had already booked him to be our speaker. And then when I heard it was he was actually going to be in town doing the Soul of Shame workshop, I said, I have to go because... A, the day of the conference, I'm usually running around and I'm in and out and I get to hear bits and pieces, but right. I knew I wanted to hear everything he had to say. And what I love about Kurt when he's speaking is that it's not like in his book where you feel like, oh my gosh, I can only hear just a tiny bit and then I need to go process it. It's it's deep and it's great, but he says it on such a level that everybody can really understand it mm-hmm. and you can take it all in. And so I've Yes, I was overwhelmed by the amount of information. I took pages and pages of notes and Ryan didn't go with me. And so I came home and I just dumped it all on him when I got home. Like, here's all the stuff that I learned today. And he's like, okay, great. I remember um, I was out of town. And so I called you from the airport when I was heading home. And I just sat and didn't speak. I just listened to her for like 45 minutes, just like unload all the things she'd learned that day. I mean, it was just so good. Just so, such a, he talks so much about attachment mm-hmm. and he talks just about um, shame. Obviously it's the soul of shame, but he talks about shame and kind of how it um, impacts us and it impacts how we tell our stories. And, um, and I think so many of us, don't even think about the impact that shame has on our life. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I always think one story that always comes to mind. Um, we had a foster daughter that came to us from another foster home. Now this foster home had had, it was two kiddos. It was a, a sibling set of two that we got and they'd been in another foster home for nine days before they came to us. And we were told, Um, and we met the foster mom and stuff and she said, it's not the kids. We were told they just had a medical something in their family or whatever. And she's like, it's not the kids. It's me. You know, the kids are wonderful. And after a few days, it was very obvious that the kids behaviors were really difficult behaviors. And I thought, I wonder if this mom just felt so ashamed, like I can't tell people that I can't do this because it's so hard. Right. And so it impacted this placement and they, they didn't foster again. They closed their home wow. because after nine days, they just thought, oh, I'm not cut out for this. And after having those kids in our home for a while, I thought, I wish I could go back to this foster mom and say, try again, right? Don't, don't let this, this shame that you felt like, I, I guess I'm not good enough, right? It was, it had to have been something that just told her, I can't, mm. I'm not good enough or something inside that said, I can't do this when it really, they were really tough kids. I mean, we'd been fostering for a while at that point and we were like, wow, these are really tough kids. Mm-hmm. So I always think about that story and kind of how 
things like that happen all the time where we let our shame get in the way of, of relationships and new things and all of that. I like to think of shame as that nagging voice that tells you that you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. It's that, um, it's that voice of doubt because not just of doubt, but look in all the ways you've messed up, look in all the ways you've not been good enough in the past. Surely you're not good enough for now. Right. And so I remember uh, when we read Anatomy of the Soul and by when we read Anatomy of the Soul, what Kayla said earlier, she read it to me and I, and I, um, and I'd ask her to stop every page and, and half of the time reread it or at least pause to think about it. And I remember Michael Monroe asking me what I, what I thought about Anatomy of the Soul when we read it for the first time. And I said, man, I'm not even smart enough to finish the sentence with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Years from the book jacket of the soul of shame. I don't know if Kurt wrote this or somebody from the publishing company wrote it. We're all infected with a spiritual disease. Its name is shame. Whether we realize it or not, shame affects every aspect of our personal lives and vocational endeavors. He ended the sentence with vocational endeavors. Okay, so no, you know, this is not how regular folks speak. It seeks to destroy identity in Christ, replacing it with a damaged version of ourselves that results in unhealed pain and brokenness. But God is telling a different story for your life. Kurt Thompson unpacks the soul of shame, revealing its ubiquitous nature and neurobiological roots. He also provides the theological and practical tools necessary to dismantle shame based on years of researching its damaging effects and counseling people to overcome those wounds. And anybody who heard that who does not want to be a part of that um, is like me, had to read that paragraph a second time. <laughs> you know, it just sounds so amazing. And, and, he, and, he was, and, he, and he's just a real gentle guy. He's, He's not like brash, he's not loud, he's, not, he's just real kind of gentle and soft-spoken, but a really deep thinker in both terms of people, in terms of God, and I'm just thrilled that he's going to be with us. Um, Anatomy of the Soul was transforming in my life. You know, um, the pastor at our church preached on transformation on Sunday, and um, he said, you know, transformation is being part of a metamorphosis, right, the word that we uses metamorphosis in English is right. the word that's translated as transformation in most of the New Testament. And he said, because God is not interested in a better caterpillar, he's interested in butterflies. Right. And I think that, and that really resonated with me because I think that a lot of times we're trying to find an improved version of ourselves instead of realizing that there is a different version of ourselves mm. that we can and should be. And so a lot of this dealing with us, the shame core stuff and Brene Brown's work, uh, Kurt Thompson's work, you know, the vulnerability, um, you know, he talks about vulnerability in one of the chapters of his book here. I think that's all really, really crucial for us to be freed of our, of our hurts and hangups so that we can be the kind of people that God wants us to be. You know, speaking of transformation, though, anatomy of the soul was really transformative in my life because I think it's the place that I can point to in my life and go, this is is when I encountered this, it's the genesis of me really coming to think about how I do things, why I do things. Mm. Um, you know, I, I told him the other day, that the, the thing that's really disappointing about it, though, is that I'm able to understand why I do things at a much faster rate than I'm able to change how I do things. Right. Yeah. And he laughed at me. And I was like, I, I thought to myself. <laughs> I mean, Gee, like, thanks, man. No, I, was like, <laughs> I didn't say anything funny. I didn't understand why he's laughing. And he said, he said, yeah, I think you're done with your transformation like the day you die. Mm. Like yeah. you're always a work in progress. You don't actually arrive at this thing, but you're always right. trying to be better. You're always trying to be freed of the bondage that, that some of us live in. 
And it's so great because it's applicable to parents and to children. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I need to do this stuff because unless I'm freed from the shackles that bind me, I'm never ever going to be the kind of parent my children need me to be. But at the same time, recognizing that our kids come with histories and they come with hurts and hangups that need healing. And so um, understanding how to walk, walk them through so much of that that they've experienced, you know, Dr. Purvis used to say that our kids have a shame core the size of Texas. Right. Yeah. And for those of you not familiar with geography, Texas is the largest landmass in the United States. Um, um, except for Alaska. In the uh, continent. Uh, in United the continent. 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 There you go. Uh, I'm sorry, I wasn't born here. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Alaska is part of the continental United States. What you're thinking of is the contiguous. Contiguous. That's United the word States. I was looking for. Go. Yeah. That's wow. Right. Maybe you can finish a sentence with Thompson, Chris. <laughs> Again, I'm just going to go with I wasn't born here. Uh, my point being, <laughs> when you say that you have a shame core the size of Texas, that's just to let you know that it's really, really big. Yeah. All of their inner being hides in shame. And so many of those behaviors are driven by that shame, right? And so if we can be freed of our own shame and understand our kids' shame, we can then accept their behaviors for what they are, mm-hmm. Christ for help. Plus, uh, help them through that. So that's really what I ultimately what I like about his work is that it does. It's a double edged sword, and it helps us be a better version of ourselves. But it also helps us be an active participant in our kids' healing. Because I think we sometimes unintentionally do things that that put more shame on our kids. Yeah, right. Right. We're not trying to shame them. Like it's. Most of us as parents are not saying, I'm going to put my child out in front of everybody and publicly shame them so that they will, you know, never do that again. But I think we sometimes, our words and things that we say do bring more shame to our kids. And so Kurt talks a lot about that. And and, and I think it's really interesting um, just how he ties it all together into the parent and child relationship and to the things that have happened over the years. He tells some great stories. And so I'm really excited to hear him speak. I am too. Um, But Kurt's not the only person we'll have there. No, Kurt's not the only person we'll have there. Um, The speaker list includes Cindy Lee, uh, our friends Paul and Diane Anderson, who are on the uh, tapestry teaching team, uh, Heather Jane Link, Tara Vanderwood, Kristen Mathis, Angie Proctor, Catherine Leith, and uh, there's these other three people I'm not too sure of, Ryan and Kayla North and Chris Turner. I, dodgy. I uh, yeah. yeah. Dodgy individuals. You, you, you might Probably wanna... check out the other ones yeah, instead. Yeah. yeah. Don't go to their sessions. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Kayla recommends you don't go to our session. <laughs> so um, I, I want to um, just, let's talk about some of those folks around. Let's start with, let's, let's start with Cindy Lee. Um, if you don't love Cindy Lee, <laughs> you don't, you've never actually met encountered right. Cindy Lee. Um, who has been a guest on the podcast. You can find uh, the, that in our yeah. archives. She is she is our absolute favorite because um, every time we're around Cindy, we walk away feeling like we're, we're actually like better people. Better people right? yeah. might actually be. Yeah. <laughs> like like, like uh, we saw her last week at the, at the TBR training at TCU. And uh, so she's one of the mentors. And Kayla and I had to go down there to meet, meet with uh, some folks. And... And so we left and we said goodbye to Cindy Lee and she always like gives you like really good hugs. Like she like, she'll like hold you and count to three before she lets you go. So she, so you know that she means it. Um, <laughs> although as good as she is, she probably just senses what three seconds is and doesn't count. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, it was, it'd been a long day and we left, 
you know, it's like west of downtown Fort Worth where we had the meeting and it was like rush hour traffic and we had to get back up here for the local people. We live near the airport. And, and, and she hugged me and she said, um, you guys are amazing in my ear. And all of a sudden I'm like, well, I don't know if that's true or not, but I really feel, I really feel amazing because Cindy Lee said so. Uh, and then her books are, are really kind of amazing, um, yeah. her, her TBRI for, for, uh, for kids' books. And, and we can post links to that right in, in the yep. show notes. Uh, the Redo Roo, um, Owl Lost It's Who, you know, the Doggy book, which you know, the elephant with the big ears. Doggy doesn't know no, and yeah, just really, really great yeah. books that teach TBRI principles to children. So we've used them with our kids. Um, the whole who's the boss thing, uh, helping our kids understand that they weren't in charge. Um, Cindy's Lee, Cindy's books helped us do that with the kids. Um, then, and uh, she gives teaching tips in the front of her books. Mm-hmm. So she's she. Everybody always loves listening to her speak. She always has really good things to say. She was such a fun guest to have on, too, because she yeah. kind of gave us the, the behind-the-scenes process yeah, that's of right. how the books came about, and that was fascinating it was. in yeah. and of itself, too. Well, and, and her session title is Dealing with Shame in Order to Forgive. Mm. And that wasn't one we asked her um, to deliver. That was something she contacted us and said, you know, here's something that I've been working on. I really think this would be a great venue for it. Um, because we, unless we process, because for us, shame usually involves another person, right? In the sense of not feeling good enough is because somebody told you you weren't good enough and then you started to believe that lie. And so you can't really forgive those people and release them from that unless you've processed your own shame. So mm-hmm. I'm really personally uh, very, very excited um, about listening to to Cindy, and we'll probably sit in on her session. So, since we're in charge of scheduling, we don't schedule <laughs> ourselves up against Sydney for Cindy for two reasons: <laughs> one, nobody will come to ours, and even more importantly, we won't have an opportunity to sit and listen to Cindy. Uh, she's amazing. Um, the attendees love her a lot. She yeah. really goes over well and really connects with the audience. Uh, the next person uh, that I just wanted to talk about briefly was Tara Vanderwood. And so Tara is doing something called understanding and embracing the inherent loss and grief in adoption. And that's all I'm going to say about that because Kayla uh, sat in on Tara's session at CAFO in uh, Nashville earlier this year and didn't wait till we reconnected. She texted me during it and said, we have to have Tara come and speak. So, Yeah, Tara, I, I sat in on her session and after she was done, I just walked right up to the front of the room and I had met her once before, but I kind of said, Hey, I don't know if you remember me and I reintroduced myself to her and she's like, Oh yeah, I remember, you know, talked about when we had seen each other. And then I said, I want you to come to tapestry conference. I said, now I have to talk to my husband about this, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure he'll agree with me. And I said, would you be interested in coming to Texas? Cause she didn't live in Texas. So, um, she's like, yeah, I would love to. She goes, but I have to have more time. There just wasn't enough time. This, mm. so she's got two sessions and they're, they're the same thing. just part one and part two, because she's got so much good information. She's an adoptive parent. She's also an adoptee and she is, I believe she's a social worker as well. That's correct. Um, and so she just has all the different aspects. She works with families who are adopting. She is an adoptive parent and she understands what it's like to be an adopted person. And so she, um, she just really talks about something that's really hard. I think as adoptive parents, it's hard for us to think about the fact that 
our kids experienced loss when they came to us, mm-hmm. right? Because everybody, Even if they don't realize it, right? They yeah. don't realize it. And for us, we're excited because we're getting this new child in our family. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes as parents, we don't want to think about the fact that our kids, there had to be a loss in order for that to happen. Right. And so she talks about that. And then sometimes there's also loss on the part of the parent who's adopting. Maybe there was loss. There was infertility. Maybe there was, um, you know, things along the way, maybe a loss of a dream. Maybe you, um, you always dreamed you'd have this child that looked just exactly like you. Right. And so she talks about loss from every perspective. She talks about the birth family and I just, it was so captivating and it was so neat to hear. It was hard to hear, but I would encourage anybody that's coming to the conference. If that even remotely interests you, that is a session I would not miss. Well, it's something that helps us get a better understanding of our kids. Absolutely. Again, if our, even if our kids don't realize it's something that they're yeah they're yeah. dealing with. Absolutely. So um, don't want to kind of go person by person here, but if we can just touch on a couple more. Well, if I could, in that vein, try and I'm really looking forward to Paul and Diane's talk, just based on the title, <laughs> because you know. Paul is, I'm sorry, not Paul. Peter is one of my favorite people in the Bible because he failed so regularly and so him. spectacularly. I, <laughs> yeah. I can relate, right? <laughs> Especially in, in parenting. So Paul and Diane's session is called, I just got an F in parenting. Can I get a makeup test? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, testify. Come on now. Come on now. Yeah, so uh, Paul and Diane, uh, they're pretty amazing themselves. Um, they teach, have been teaching and parenting training classes for years for tapestry. Um, we either uh, each teach a session or like this semester, Paul and Diane are the only people teaching ETC classes for us. Um, really fantastic people, really honest about, um, as you can tell from their session title, that's one they wrote. We didn't write that. <laughs> uh, really honest uh, about who they are. Um, you know, Paul and I had several conversations about that leading up to, to conference. And, you know, they actually visited with their kids uh, about this um, about about their session because mm-hmm. they said we want their permission to be able to be really honest about how we've goofed up. So um, they do have that from their kids and this idea of hey, I want to redo in parenting. Right. Fantastic. A lot of a lot of what we're about. Um, Kurt Thompson is doing a breakout called Attachment Parenting with Your Brain in Mind. Um, all of this information is on tapestryconference.org. Uh, one of our favorites is somebody speaking for the first time this year is a woman by the name of Catherine Leith. Um, she's one of our favorites because um, I think everybody in our house has seen her at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I took the kids to to play therapy one time and ended up just sitting and speaking to her for an hour because like she like therapied me there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but she's amazing. Um, she does therapy, play therapy. She's a TBRI practitioner, and so she kind of. When we asked her to be part of the event, she said, hey, a lot of that can be confusing for parents. Mm-hmm. So she's going to do a session about how all these different kinds of therapies that obviously, you know, our work is is almost exclusively TBRI-based, but we have a lot of love for play therapy, you know, child-led play therapy, the folks at UNT, um, Dr. Landreth, uh, who developed that, the TheraPlay, uh, an amazing, amazing organization. And mm-hmm. so she's going to kind of make sense of all of those things for parents and talk about how they all fit together and how they can complement each other as you kind of try to surround your child to bring hope and healing. So we're really excited 
um, about that. Uh, Kristen Mathis, who was with us last year, she's actually going to talk about understanding your kid's sensory needs. And then she's going to do the, for those who attended last year, she do the sensory experience. If that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I was going to say, if you didn't get a chance to go to the sensory experience um, last year, or if this is your first time, make a chance, you know, make a time to and stop it's by there. multiple times. Yeah. It's not just it's one time. Not just one time. So you can, you can pick which session you want to go there, but it's just a lot of hands-on stuff. And she put a lot of thought and effort into this and it's just really well done. It kind of helps you to um, just understand what our kids are going through that have sensory needs. So Mm. if your kids have sensory needs, she explains it in one session, kind of what those sensory needs are. And then the others are more hands-on. You get to experience some of those sensory. And then she'll also give you some practical tools on how to um, help your kids that are dealing with different sensory issues. And I'll just spoiler alert. One of the things she's going to tell you probably is that giving him a well-balanced sensory diet, Mm -hmm. it's not like, well, my child does this one thing. How do I fix it? There's usually a balance, right? That we need to come to. And, and she, she's just very knowledgeable. She is a, um, an occupational therapist. She's an adoptive mom and she's also a TBRI practitioner. And so. she also um, leads the teen group with Kayla. This yeah. we do it together. So yeah. uh, she's somebody that we kind of depend on a lot. Uh, then Angie Proctor is going to be with us. Um, Deb and Ellen Jones have been a part of this conference before. Um, Angie works with them. And she is going to be talking about something that she has a lot of experience teaching on. That's fetal alcohol syndrome. Mm. So um, that's going to be something um, I don't think we've discussed fetal alcohol syndrome very much at conferences in the past. So that's something that I'm looking forward to. And then the general sessions in the morning and the afternoon, uh, Kurt in the morning is teaching on shame in what story are you living? And in the afternoon, shame healing the story of our lives. So we're pretty excited. Um, registrations, uh, we've already exceeded There's three weeks to go from tonight. Again, um, whenever this airs, I, I don't know, hopefully soon, but Um, we've already exceeded our registrations for Friday um, and we're still three weeks to go. So we're we're very excited. I met with the facilities folks at IBC today and we may um, be, have to shut registrations down for Friday before we actually get to the event, which, which is really, really exciting. Um, So sign up or miss out. (laughs) And 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 I'm and I'm not joking. Uh, if you have the opportunity to hear Chris, um, if you have the opportunity to hear Chris, you should take it. <laughs> but my, Thank you. But my actual point was, if you have the opportunity to hear Kurt Thompson speak, definitely, yeah. and you don't take that, well, then um, to borrow a word that he uses, shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thanks for being on and uh, going through all the conference goodies with me. Thanks, Chris. Fun as always, Chris. Once again, if you'd like more information, you can find it at tapestryconference.org. You can register right there on the website and see a complete uh, list of all the speakers, topics, and the general schedule for the conference. If you have any questions for us, you can email them to us at tapestry at irvingbible.org. Tweet it to us if you can squeeze it into 140 characters at tapestryibc or post it on our Facebook page at tapestryibc. And I don't usually interrupt your outro, Chris, but <laughs> we will post a discount code in the show notes oh, there we go. for reduced registration. Awesome. Podcast only. Oh, there you go. It pays to listen to the Tapestry and Power to Connect podcast. Quite literally. 
(laughs) (laughs) If you haven't already, you can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or on the Google Play Store. Just search for Tapestry Adoption Podcast. If you've enjoyed and gotten value from this podcast, we would appreciate the review in either location. Empowered to Connect is the training and support community of Tapestry, the adoption and foster care ministry of Irving Bible Church in Irving, Texas. You can check out our show notes for all the links we talked about in this episode and find more resources on our website, empoweredtoconnect.org. Thanks for listening. 